I'm Clyde Lewis. You're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. I'd like to thank Aftermath.fm for keeping us lit on the internet. Also, TalkStreamLive.com that links to several of the radio stations that broadcast this program across the country. We're on from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday, and that is Pacific Time. Also, for Aftermath.media and listeners on Aftermath.media, we thank you for giving us the opportunity to... Uh, bring you a library full of documents and all kinds of great things at our little playground a little private club we call it and you can subscribe uh, by going to aftermath.media that's aftermath.media sign up we have uh sign up schedules for all of your budgets we're uh, looking at the last day now for that 79 dollar a year uh, application so you want to try and try and do that today but you'll get that out of the way for you today so you can get that $79 deal. It's a great deal. And uh, we encourage you to go to Aftermath.media. That's Aftermath.media. And uh, and please, uh, we'd, lo- we'd love to uh, actually um, love to have you actually sign up. Whether you are um, conscious of it or not, we are affected by different vibrations. And every one of us are affected by what is going on in the universe. And for the moment... All the numbers are in sync, but there is an imbalance spiritually going on. And we are seeing more heads than tails as we are flipping coins. Now, these darker and unbalanced energies come from places, thought forms, possessions, human parasites, ghosts, poltergeists, demonic contact, and even bad dreams or dreams that are seen as apocalyptic and troubling. Now, the truth is that the principle of virum and factum can be applied when Things that don't belong in this world appear out of nowhere. Virum and factum are taken from the Latin phrase virum, essay ipsum factum, meaning that what is true is often what is made, what is conjured. It is the maker's knowledge, the creator's knowledge and thought that contributes to what is real in this world, both in the physical and in the material realm. The world is not only populated by upright walking human beings and animals, it's populated and under the control of various thought forms. And there is within those thoughts a great deal of resonant noise. And if you listen carefully to the noise, there is always something that finds a way to surface, manifest, and it renders consequence. That's why Carl Jung had warned that we have to strive to avoid any contact with shadow archetypes, the shadow archetypes that creep into our collective unconscious, they undermine everything. They undermine all the things we set out to accomplish. How we see ourselves is how we see the world. And if the collective unconscious is sending you a warning, then you have to pay attention and be vigilant. I mean, dire apocalyptic prophecies are no longer prophecy. They are apocalyptic blueprints for dismantling civilization and people are revering them because they are blinded by their own interpretations of their opinion and they are allegedly inspired by God. When a shadow archetype manifests itself, it confronts us with the truth about ourselves. I've been thinking about this because for many years, for many years I've talked about tulpas and how thought forms can become sentient. And tulpamancy itself was confined to small groups of people and others who 
know of the laws of attraction with regards to minds manifesting into reality, things that they lose control of. And with the cross-pollination of the internet, tulpas or thought forms in tulpamancy can manifest in many forms. And when they are fueled by mental energies, they can become monsters that possess those who create them and spread like a plague all over the world. Atulpas are understood as mental constructs that have achieved sentience. Atulpa is an entity created in the mind, acting independently of and parallel to your own consciousness, and they are able to think, they're, they're able to have their own free will, emotions, memories, and in short, Atulpa is like a sentient person living in your head, separate from you. It's, it's currently unproven whether or not Tulpas are truly sentient, but they truly have power. And in some cases, they have the power to manifest alternative multiple personalities in people that, you know, pushing people to extremes and having them behave irrationally. I mean, Tulpas can possess people. I, I, I most certainly watched a film. Uh, recently, I watched a film called The Empty Man. Um, it was recommended by a listener who said I would love it because it's about Tulpas. And The Empty Man is a tulpa himself and comes to those most vulnerable to fear and darkness, those who seemingly have nothing left to live for. In a sense, his victims are ones who are already living a life of emptiness and unfulfillment. And there's also a a new movie, and I've been seeing this new movie uh, preview and looking forward to it. It's called Malignant. And Malignant is made by the same people who make the Conjuring movies. And, um... In that film, they also use a tulpa as an imaginary friend. Of course, we see that this once playful imaginary friend becomes a dangerous boogeyman, as the trailer shows us. This subject was also demonstrated in the ill-fated TV show, The Whispers. It was on for one season. had Lily Grave in it from uh, American Horror Stories, a really good show. Uh, A series of accidents occur around children in this TV series who all communicate with the same invisible and seemingly imaginary friend. It's eventually revealed that this imaginary friend is a Dybbuk. And we all know what Dybbuks are. I mean, many Ground Zero listeners know that a Dybbuk is a demon of Jewish mythology that possesses people. We had uh, uh, the owner of the Dybbuk box on the program, Kevin Manis, and he talked to us about the Dybbuk. We've had several people who, well, several TV shows, uh, Zach Bagans, a bunch of others have bought, like, Dybbuk boxes and put them in museums. But many people don't know that the semantic spelling of Dybbuk is D-I-V-O-C. That's the English semantic equivalent of Dybbuk is D-I-V-O-C, Dybbuk. And it's a word that's transcribed in English as Dybbuk, B and V being represented through the same Hebrew character called Bet, so the literal spelling of the Jewish tulpa is D-I-V-O-C. And divot comes from the Hebrew verb dabak, which translates as to adhere or to cling. Now, we all know that according to the Jewish rabbis, the divik or divik is a spirit that possesses people, a spirit that is conjured like a tulpa and clings to its creator. Now, D-I-V-O-C is obverse COVID, C-O-V-I-D, a sinister coincidence that has not been lost on some people who are aware uh, of you know, paranormal synchronicities and paranormal coincidences. And according to Newsweek, I was reading an article in Newsweek, COVID becomes D-I-V-O-C, divic, backwards. And when you transcribe it into Hebrew, it kind of works. It has been suggested that D-I-V-O-C, divic, is a Hebrew word that means possession by an evil spirit. And it's because Hebrew script is somewhat ambiguous with actually respect to the pronunciation of B, 
It's the same consonant as the Hebrew vowel, which can be pronounced B or V, depending on the word. So there's no letter C in Hebrew, so they go to a K or a Q. So it can be D-I-V-I-C, D-I-V-O-Q, D-I-V-O-K, or D-I-V-O-C. There is no C, though, in um, in Jew. There's no letter C in Hebrew. So it's a good footnote. It's actually a, a very uh, chilling footnote that you can describe COVID as a is a tulpa like a divic or a divoc all news outlets all over the world have been relentlessly repeating the term covid 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 it's kind of like a ritual invocation covid covid it's like a divic the very thought of covid is becoming terrifying it has been a tool of possession covid becomes a magic invocation that brings fear in the hearts of people. And I knew that eventually the subject of COVID-19 would actually take a paranormal turn because it's been frustrating for people like me to get through the headlines without being subjected to terror headlines about COVID. COVID Dybbuk, the Dybbuk of possession. I mean, the subject certainly is in, you know, when you look at COVID-19, we've talked about it many times in the realms of conspiracy theory or within the boundaries of suspicion ever since we were subjected to videos out of China which were showing people dropping dead in the streets, throwing up blood on the subways and being picked up, hogtied and hooded. They were put, in the van, put into a van by men in hazmat suits. And this kind of propaganda in and of itself should be investigated as intentional psychological warfare against the United States and the world as it was the spark It was a spark that lit the fire of the death watches that were prevalent during the first cases of COVID-19. We were always told of the danger and never, nothing was ever told to us about ways we could somehow avert the disaster. It was always COVID, 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 divic, divic, divic. We in the United States saw all the horrifying videos coming out of China. None of them were fact-checked and most of them were all misleading. I mean, people were not dying in the streets and no one was throwing up blood on the subways, but these videos went viral. And while it was enough to alert people of what was coming, the government was not at all phased. But people were horrified. Drone footage showed people in hazmat suits digging trenches and burying coffins on New York's Hart Island. At the start of April 2020, Hart Island saw burials increase from about 25 to uh, 20, uh, 25 a week to 25 a day. So the media warned you, they wanted you to believe that this was something that was out of the, uh, an apocalyptic horror film. Hard Island has always been a burial spot for unclaimed dead, but then they talked about how open graves in New York were being created, but Hart Island has always been an open grave for, for homeless and people whose bodies are not being claimed. So again, it was like painting a picture, creating a tulpa, creating a thought form that's sentient beyond anything we can imagine. And that's why COVID-19 or COVID itself is not just a disease and not just a, a you know, a plague or a, or a coronavirus or whatever. It is a tulpa now. It is becoming a monster. COVID is the monster. 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero. And we'll be back. I'm Clyde Lewis. And you've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. In order to access the complete archive shows and podcasts, you must sign up on our secured server at Aftermath.media. It's only $4.99 a month for the archive shows and podcasts. Or if you want access to the Ground Zero online library, which includes videos, audio clips, ebooks, documents, a social media platform, plus the archive shows and podcasts, it's $9.99 a month. 
Again, that's Aftermath.media. That's Aftermath.media. Thanks for supporting Ground Zero.